There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about how to stop the wedding comparison game. So this is weighing up your wedding against somebody else's, either a friend, a family member, a celebrity, someone you've seen on social media, basically just sort of holding up your wedding and comparing it to someone else's. And unfortunately, this is something that a lot of couples do. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. You know, if you are engaged and you happen to be attending weddings, which happens, (laughs) most people are engaged for, you know, a year, year and a half. And it makes sense that you would attend some weddings in that time, um, especially post COVID. It seems like everyone is attending all of the weddings all of the time. Uh, So there's a good chance that you and your partner have been to a few weddings during this engaged period while you are planning your own wedding. And it just so happens, you know, you start to compare. It just, it's just what happens, right? You go, oh, wow, I'm so glad they're, you know, they serve steak. We're doing steak too. It's such a good idea. Oh man, their centerpieces are so ugly. I'm so glad we went with a different type of centerpiece, that sort of thing. And unfortunately, the um, wedding comparison game, even if your wedding is the quote unquote winner, um, is actually really horrible. Like it makes it makes you feel bad about your own wedding. It makes you feel bad about someone else's wedding. Like what a what a terrible thing to go to your beloved cousin's wedding and spend the whole time either feeling bad about your own wedding because it doesn't measure up or, you know, kind of shitting on your cousin's wedding because you think your wedding will be better. And again, it kind of happens like subconsciously almost. You don't even realize you're doing it, but it really is hurtful just to have those negative thoughts going around in your head, even if, again, your wedding is the winner in the comparison game. And I wanted to do this episode because I'm (laughs) feeling this for sure. Um, At the time of recording, we are less than a week ah, to our wedding. Um, You might hear me record quite a few episodes in this final week 
people um, just because my brain is like a little bit fried and I'm constantly thinking about the wedding and the to-do list and what's left and how things are going to go. And I, a good way for me to sort of channel that energy is to record some podcasts. Um, they're still going to come out on a weekly basis, but I might just be recording a bunch this week. Um, so that's where my brain is. And at the same time, we recently came back from a family wedding and a hundred percent the whole time I was doing this comparison in my head. And it wasn't even just in my head because my mother-in-law was there and every time she introduced us to someone she was saying oh here's my son and his fiance and they're getting married soon and so everyone at the wedding knew we were getting married so there was almost like a an out loud comparison as well and the wedding we went to was absolutely beautiful it was so stunning and i don't want to take anything away from their day it was it was so perfect um but of course because this is the wedding comparison game it made me feel a little bad about our day and, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, crap, like they have this, you know, these gorgeous uh, tables with beautiful settings and charger plates and gorgeous greenery and centerpieces and goblets and all these things. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we have like plastic plates and plastic cups and like silly little napkins. Like, is that are people going to think we're ridiculous? Like we're not even, you know, are people going to think they're showing up to like some backyard barbecue? that's not even a wedding, which is so silly because, you know, I chose all these things knowing um, you know, I've been to weddings, I know what fancy tableware looks like, and it just wasn't something I wanted, it wasn't something I prioritized. And yet in the moment, I was getting, you know, really self conscious and worried that our wedding wasn't going to measure up. So I thought I would record this episode um, for myself, but also for you, because I'm sure this is something that you are dealing with as well if you are in the throes of wedding planning. So I really hope this is helpful. And I am 100% preaching to myself for the rest of this episode. Um, and, I, and I hope for myself that by the end of this, I also feel better about uh, our decisions and our wedding coming up in less than a week. Ah, okay. Let's jump in. So the first way to stop the wedding comparison game is to come back to your priorities. So what were your big priorities when you first started wedding planning? I say this probably every other episode, but before you dive into any real wedding planning, before you start calling venues and booking vendors and scrolling through Pinterest, sit down with your partner and come up with your list of three things that are going to be the priorities for your wedding. You can come up with three things individually and then combine them together, um, or you can you know come up with it uh, as a team. So for us, we didn't really do this. To be honest, I had started this podcast after we'd already been wedding planning for a bit. Um, we didn't really come up with three areas, but we did sort of come up with three um, aspects of wedding planning that were most important to us. So for us, it was the ceremony. We really wanted to have a very meaningful ceremony. We wanted to write our own vows. We wanted a lot of the day's attention to go into the ceremony. And I think that's different. A lot of weddings, people kind of say, okay, yeah, yada, yada through the ceremony, you know, as fast as possible, let's get it done. So so we can party. And us, we really wanted to make the ceremony a very like intentional part of the day that we put a lot of thought and planning into. It's not going to be super long or anything like that, but it is going to be very special for us. We also wanted to have a really like casual, relaxed, fun atmosphere. Um, as I've shared, it's just going to be a really small wedding, about 20 guests, and we're just sort of hanging out inside a house. And we really wanted to have that very casual get together hang out with people you haven't seen in years at this point um, type of vibe. And then the third thing that was important to us was not spending a lot of money, um, which I think uh, a lot of you probably resonate with. But honestly, that was when we talked about it, we said we wanted to get married, 
which is the ceremony part, have fun, which is sort of the atmosphere part and uh, not go broke. That was like our wedding motto was get married, have fun, don't go broke. So <laughs> those were three things that were really important to us. So coming back to those three priorities and yours might be like um, the outfits, the food and the photography or the stationery, the flowers and the drinks, whatever it is, whatever your three things are. When you keep coming back to those priorities, it helps you sort of get rid of anything else that's popped up. So if you saw a really gorgeous photo booth at a wedding that you went to and you're like, oh my God, that was so pretty. It was so well done. The photos were great. They had really cool props. They had a neon sign. They had a floral backdrop. I love it so much. And you realize your priorities are, you know, food, drinks, and music. It doesn't really leave a ton of space for a photo booth. So that can sort of help rein you back in and go, oh, right, that isn't something I, I super duper care about. So I'm going to focus my attention and my money on the things I do care about. Another question to ask yourself is, did you care about this thing before you saw it? So back to that photo booth example, you know, have you been dreaming of photo booths ever since you started wedding planning? If you could have four priorities, the photo booth would be the fourth thing. You love the idea of it. It's your most, you know, it's the most fun you ever have when you're at weddings. You love doing the photo booth. You can't wait. You really, really wanted one. Or is it a thing where like you hadn't even considered a photo booth? Um, you know, you don't really care about them when you go to other weddings. It's not been a big deal. It's only like you saw this one and all of a sudden it's, oh my God, photo booths. Because <laughs> that is totally um, the boat I think a lot of us fall into. So again, with the beautiful table settings that were at this family wedding we went to, they were so, so stunning. And, you know, I loved the look. Everyone was saying, you know, everyone was commenting as they walked by like, oh my God, what a gorgeous table. It looks so pretty. The colors, the type of cups they were using, the flowers, everything. It just looked beautiful. Um, but again, that's not something I've ever cared about. And it wasn't something I really wanted for our day until I saw it. So that, again, tells me this isn't a priority for me. It's just something, you know, I'm window shopping. I'm getting the the big eyes. <laughs> um, what's that thing where you, you know, you eat with your eyes before your stomach or something like that? That's sort of how it was. I was just, you know, seeing something beautiful and, of course, recognizing that it was beautiful, but knowing, okay, it's not really a priority for me because I've never thought about table settings before this. Lastly, asking yourself, is it worth the money? So even if you do love those table settings so much, um, but you know it's not a huge priority for you and you didn't really care about them until you saw them, is it worth the money? Would you be happy to pay $100, $1,000, $10,000, however much it is for those things? Um, and maybe the answer is yes. Maybe, you know, maybe it's actually not that expensive to get the photo booth, the centerpieces, the candles, the musician, whatever. Um, and it's, it's something you can add into your budget. You've got room for it. Amazing. You've decided you care about it. Or maybe the answer is no. Um, you know, it's not a priority. It's not something you've ever cared about until you saw it. And when you hear about the cost, you decide, nope, not worth it. So that is the first way to stop the wedding comparison game. The second way is just to accept that there is always going to be something newer, something nicer, something cooler out there. It is impossible to have absolutely everything perfect for your wedding. And I know so many people say, oh my God, it was so perfect. We had such a great day, which is amazing. Great. Like that's an awesome attitude to have after your wedding day. I think it's also very normal to not feel that way after your wedding day. And I think I'm going to do an episode all about that maybe after my own wedding day so I can speak with a bit of experience. But I think it's totally fine to wake up and be like, yeah, that was a great day. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't my best day ever. I think that is totally fine. <laughs> um, but there's just no way that every tiny little, little aspect is going to be perfect and be like the absolute best thing that's out there. Like you will go to weddings after your wedding and say, oh man, like shrimp cocktail. Why don't we have shrimp cocktail? That's such a great idea. Um, or 
oh, oh, wow, look at this runner that they got, you know, custom printed with their vows. That's amazing. We should have done that. Like that is going to happen to you for the rest of your life. Um, hopefully at some point you stop comparing it to your own wedding, but certainly in the few years after your wedding, you will have those comparisons. And I think you just have to accept that this is a part of weddings. It's also just a part of life, right? Like anytime we make any decisions, like there will always be something newer, nicer, cooler, better out there, but you have to make a decision. You have to, you know, or else you'll be planning your wedding for the next 10 years, which sorry to any of the uh, Corona couples who feel like they've been planning for 10 years. But truly, if you are waiting for the ultimate best thing ever, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. New things are coming out all the time that will be better. Um, so you just sort of have to learn to be happy with the decision that you've made. And this is something I feel a lot. There's so much pressure on brides um, or people who are wearing dresses to their wedding to find like the one, the perfect dress. And you hear all these brides who say, oh my God, I fell out of love with my dress. Uh, I have to go shopping for a new one. Or, oh my God, um, I didn't get that feeling. I didn't cry. I didn't feel like it was like, you know, the perfect dress for me. Now I've tried on 75 dresses and I don't know what to do. And I think this is another part of wedding planning that's just sort of gone a little bit bananas. <laughs> like it is okay if your dress is not the most beautiful thing you've ever worn. It is very, very likely that there's another dress out there that would be better for you. Just that's the truth. As much as, you know, you might love your dress and everyone said it's so beautiful, it's perfect for you, they couldn't imagine anything better. I bet if you tried on every single dress in the world, there would be one you like better. Um, but that would be impossible because new dresses are always being made. And again, you would never stop wedding planning. So you just have to be happy with the decision that you've made in the moment and sort of let go of the idea that everything will be perfect and the best there ever is because that just won't happen. All right, number three, the third way to stop this wedding comparison game is to lean into what you love. So when you feel yourself, you know, starting to compare your wedding to someone else's or starting to feel really down on your wedding because you don't have uh, a dance floor that's as cool as the one you just saw or your shoes don't look as amazing of, as those shoes you just saw on Pinterest, whatever it is, really focus on the parts of your wedding that you love so much. Take literally like take your focus <laughs> off of the shoes, the dance floor, whatever it is, and take it back to parts of the wedding that you have poured a ton of time or money or care into. So for us, the vows, that's a really huge part. We both really, really wanted to write our own personal vows. We took a vow writing course. We got these cute little books on Etsy for weeks now. We've been working on our vows, practicing them. And that is huge. And, you know, when I found myself sort of getting carried away with the gorgeous table settings um, and, you know, decor at this wedding we went to, I came back to the fact that, hey, you know what? One part of my wedding that I really love is the vows. And not to say that, oh my God, our vows are going to be better than their vows, but just that's a part of my wedding that I love, that I've put a lot of time and care into. And I'm really excited about that. So that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on the fact that our table is not going to look as pretty as their table. I'm going to focus on the fact that we have these vows that I really love and I'm excited about. Um, you know, we're really excited about the view at our venue. That's not something that we really can recreate anywhere else. It's just in a really gorgeous location. We're really excited that we can host it in a private residence and, you know, we can be with our friends and family in that sort of intimate environment. Um, that's a part of the day we really love. We love that we're not spending that much money, which is, is a silly thing to love, but I really love that we are not going into debt, that we're not spending tens of thousands of dollars on this event. That's something that we're doing um, for ourselves, for our future, for our future family and our goals. Um, and those are important things to us. And I think it's so helpful to refocus on those parts of the wedding that you love so much and to sort of like fall back in love with them. 
All right, number four, I'm blazing through this list. <laughs> the fourth way to stop this wedding comparison game is to remember that a wedding says nothing about the marriage. And I know that is super, super cheesy, um, but it's true, right? Like it's more important that you put effort into your marriage than you do for your wedding. It's kind of ridiculous that weddings, you know, we're told are supposed to be $30,000 and you're supposed to spend over a year planning it and hiring all these people and getting all these outfits and food and flowers and decor and musicians and all of these things. And yet it's like, okay, but what am I supposed to do to prep for the actual marriage? You know, like the, the point of the wedding, <laughs> the thing that's supposed to last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Um, you know, where's the prep that goes into that? Why am I spending all of this time prepping for a one day party and not for the marriage that is the point of the party? So it's, it's kind of absurd that we put you know, tens of thousands of dollars into the wedding and there's no expectation to put any money into the marriage. Like even the idea of doing relationship coaching or counseling ahead of a marriage is still like a little bit taboo or it's something that, you know, oh, you have to do it because um, your religious officiant is like forcing you to do it or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And I mean, I'm not perfect at this. Definitely a hypocrite here. My partner and I haven't paid for, you know, a ton of counseling or coaching or courses in marriage or anything like that. But I, I wish we had, like, I wish that was the um, cultural norm was to put more time and money into preparing for your marriage instead of your wedding. But coming back to the wedding comparison game, all this to say that, you know, even if you go to the most luxe, elegant, extravagant wedding that costs, you know, $500,000 and everyone was just covered in gold and came in on flying horses. That says nothing about the marriage. And truly that is, that's the whole point, right? That's why you get married. That's why we have these big parties. It's to spend our lives with this person that we really, we really love and we want to, you know, be with forever and, you know, have a family or a business or a house or whatever it is you want to do with your partner. Um, that is the whole point. So I think when you find yourself sort of drifting off into this comparison game, feeling like your wedding doesn't measure up, like you want to, you know, go out and buy everything you've seen on Pinterest, really bring yourself back to the fact that this one day wedding does not say anything about your marriage. There are marriages that last, you know, 70 years that happened at a courthouse and cost $10. And there are marriages that last 70 days that cost a million dollars looking at you, Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. <laughs> so really coming back to your partner, pouring into that relationship, into your marriage. Um, I think that's a really great way to sort of ground yourself and bring yourself back from the fact that you will probably not have a Kardashian wedding. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Number five is you can make changes. So this is kind of a tip that goes a little bit against, um, not exactly against, but it's a bit out there compared to the other tips that are sort of helping you 
stop the comparison game on a mental level. Um, just giving yourself permission to actually make changes, I think is super helpful. Um, so if there's something like, you know, you let's say you're getting married um, at the end of the summer and in the beginning of the summer, you go to a wedding and you see um, you see the bride change into like a short dress for her ceremony and you go, oh my God, that's such a good idea. I want to do that. It totally makes sense. You know, we want to have this rager dance party. I would be so much more comfortable if I wasn't wearing my really tight wedding dress. It could be so fun. You know, I had my eye on this short dress at the mall the other week anyways, um, I think I've got it in the budget, then, then go for it. Like there's no need to punish yourself and, you know, stick to these decisions that you made months and months and months ago if you really want to change your mind and you have the time to do it. Um, I will say, I think there's some caveats here. You don't want to add extra stress for yourself. So if this was a decision you were making to get a second dress, like the week of your wedding or a few days before your wedding, I would say, oh, maybe not. Like that sounds really stressful to force yourself to go shopping and find this like perfect second look. Um, you want to make sure it's still something you really care about. So if the idea of having a second dress was like something you've thought about for a while, you really wished you could do it, you just weren't sure if it was a good idea. Uh, amazing. That sounds like it was something that, you know, was a bit of a priority for you. If if having a really cool dance party at the end of the night is a priority, then maybe having a second dress that's, you know, shorter, easier to dance in is actually really helpful for you to achieve that goal. And you need to ask yourself if it's worth the money and the hassle. So do you have time to go shopping for the second dress? Do you have time to go get it altered? Do you need to bring um, your mom or your cousin or your bridesmaids or whoever with you to check out the dress? Um, can you afford it? Can you find a dress that works within your budget? Or maybe you have extra money. I don't know too many people wedding planning who have extra money in the budget, but maybe that's you. So asking yourself, you know, if this is really a thing I care about, um, is it going to stress me out? Can I afford it? Will it be a hassle? And if if it passes those tests, then I say go for it. There's really no need to be like, no, I told myself just one dress at the very beginning of wedding planning two and a half years ago. I fell in love with this one dress and that's it. No, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with the dress. Like there's no need to do that. It's your wedding. Go ahead, make changes. Um, for us, we are, like I said, it's the week of our wedding. So we are really down to the wire. And uh actually at this family wedding we went to, um, my partner's mom was, she loved the live musician that they hired so much that she's trying to get him to come and play at our wedding. And that's like, you know, a total, total new thing for us. We did not plan to have any live music at all. Um, you know, we were just gonna, we weren't gonna play any music during the ceremony. And for the reception area, again, like I said, it's just at a house, everyone kind of hanging out and eating, we were just gonna play a Spotify playlist. So like no band, no DJ, nothing. So the idea of having like a live musician at our wedding, I was like, whoa, I never even considered this, but it might be happening. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going with it because uh, my mother in law has graciously offered to pay. So I was like, sure, if you want a musician, amazing. He has a gorgeous voice. And you know what, it's going to probably mess with our timeline a little bit. And it might be a little bit of added stress to sort of figure out, okay, now we need to pick, you know, songs for him to play. Um, but I think it would be a really cool thing to have. And it's not, it's not too much of a hassle for us. Um, I'm not too upset about spending 10 minutes deciding on <laughs> a few songs we'd want him to play. And I would happily move the timeline around if we can bring in this um, musician with a really, you know, gorgeous voice <laughs> into our day. I think that's awesome. Um, another little change we're making, we were planning to have veggie cups. Those have turned into veggie skewers, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal, but it was a salad at one point and it was something in cups at one point, And now it's come back to skewers. And again, it's the week of, 
Um, but it sounded like something that was going to make other people involved in the wedding happy and it looks pretty and it's not that much more work. So I was like, sure, sounds good. Let's do it. You know, we hadn't bought anything for the veggie cups yet. So it's not like we were out of money or anything like that. And I was very happy to make this change. No problem. <laughs> All right, moving on to my sixth and final tip for stopping the wedding comparison game. And that one is get off social media. And I know I sound like a what, 60-year-old boomer telling kids to get off social media. Um, But you know it's so true. We all know every time we scroll through Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, whatever, it is like killing our brain cells. We are actively making ourselves feel worse. Studies show that it makes you feel worse like when you spend time scrolling through social media, which is wild because so many of us, myself included, are very addicted and it's just our go-to, right? Like if you're sitting there waiting for something, um, slightly bored, something else only has half your attention, you pick up your phone and you open an app and you start scrolling. It's it's just what we do and it's probably, you know, not great. <laughs> it's really not great for us and it totally feeds into this wedding comparison game. All of a sudden you see things and you're like, oh my God, I need that. Um, And it's something you've never seen before. (laughs) Like you've heard about, I heard about this thing where um, people can like leave a voicemail for you instead of signing your guest book. Like you pick up an old rotary phone and uh, you leave a voicemail. And then this company like puts all those voicemails together into like a cool like audio um, message for you to listen to. And I think you can get like it, it transcribes, you can have it written as well. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds so cool. What like a fun retro touch. Um, that would be so easy for, for guests who don't want to have to write anything. They can just, you know, speak their message. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's roll it back. Like, first of all, you didn't even want a guest book at all. And now, you know, you've just heard of this idea. You had never heard of it before. You, you know, we're never even thinking about it. Why, why would you go out of your way to add this to your wedding? Um, but that's what happens. You see it on social media. I saw a few weddings actually that had this. It might be the new like trendy thing um, for 2021, which is just like the most hilarious millennial Gen Z thing to <laughs> go back to voicemail and rotary phones, even though we all um, made those obsolete like years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was something I saw on social media and all of a sudden it became like, oh my God, I need that. Even though I had never even heard about it before. Social media also makes it feel like everyone is doing this thing. So again, with that example of having, um, you know, the phone, the voicemails as the guest book, I saw it from a few different weddings on social media, a few different people I follow. And it seemed like, oh my God, everyone has this, like, this is a really cool thing everyone's doing. Um, I think you see that a lot with things like having a second outfit. Uh, I know I just use that as an example of something you could totally go for, which again, you can totally go for it. Um, but we see that a lot on social media. Uh, brides usually changing into a second look. Um, signs, seeing wedding signage all over the place is definitely something we see all the time on social media. And because you see it so much, you think, oh, I have to have that. I get it. Everyone's doing it. So I should do it too. And we don't really take a second to step back and be like, okay, but do I do I need it? Is that something I actually need at my wedding? Um, I think a really good way to test this is to talk to someone who knows nothing about weddings. And more often than not, um, that's the groom. If you are if you're in a bridegroom relationship and your groom is a typical guy who's not in the wedding world at all, which not all men are. Um, but there's so many, there's been so many things in wedding planning that I've brought up that my partner has been like, wait, what is that? Wait, what's that for? And just like, he has no idea. And I think that's such a good reality check of like, 
oh yeah, you don't actually need this. Like this is just a thing that the wedding world has told us we need, we need that we've seen a million times on Pinterest and Instagram and everywhere else, but it's not actually something we need. So like all those signs, you know, there's usually signs that say, welcome to the wedding of blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Super cute. There's signs that say ceremony this way, bathrooms this way, um, cards and gifts here, um, you know, things like that all over the wedding. And they're super cute. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love a good calligraphy. <laughs> I love a good acrylic sign, a little wooden board. So cute, especially when they're punny. Oh, love it. Um, but they're not necessary. They're so unnecessary. Like welcome to the wedding. Uh, people know, people know what wedding they're at. They don't need a welcome sign. Uh, they don't need a sign pointing them towards the ceremony. It's probably very obvious. It's this place where all the seats are. Uh, there's people probably directing them towards it. Same with cards and gifts, unless you have a bunch of empty tables that look like they could be options. Um, there's a good chance once people see, you know, a little box for cards or something like that, they'll know where to put stuff. Um, so, so many of those signs are not necessary, but they're so cute and I totally get it. Um, and then there's the whole thing of like a lot of your guests and a lot of your um, sorry, a lot of your guests and yourselves as the couple, you might not even notice those little details, right? A lot of couples will say like, oh my God, I had no idea what such and such thing looked like or didn't even get to taste the food or I have no idea what the cocktail hour, um, you know, drinks were like because we weren't even there and I don't know what the table settings looked like. I had to look at pictures of them. So wasting time on those little details, you know, doesn't always pan out um, because most times your guests don't notice it unless they are guests who are planning their own wedding, in which case they're just doing the wedding comparison game, which is not great anyways. Um, and most of the time you don't even notice it, right? Like you might have had fun picking it out a few months ago or it might have been stressful. <laughs> um, but on the day of, you've got so much else going on, you know, people calling you, pulling you in all different directions. And, you know, just the fact that you're getting married, that's pretty huge. You've got a lot happening in your head. You've got a lot on your shoulders that day. You don't really have time to focus on like, oh, wow, yeah, the way the mini burgers lined up on that sign. And the fact that we had a little sign that said sliders, that was awesome. I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> Lastly, on this social media point, which I realize I am full ranting about, um, but I do think it's important because I think a lot of the decisions we make for wedding planning, you know, in this the year 2021, do have a lot to do with social media. You know, a lot of people going to Pinterest to get ideas, um, seeing things on Instagram that they love and shopping from there. And then there's the whole thing of like needing to make sure that your wedding looks good on social media, which is, is kind of wild. Um, you know, like, and again, this is bigger than weddings, right? This is our whole life. Like, why do we need our life to be um, Instagram perfect or whatever? Who are we trying to impress? Why is it important that your wedding be visually appealing so you can, you know, post stories of it and, and put up beautiful feed posts? Is it not enough that just you and your partner and your guests have a great time? Like, does it also need to really appeal to your social media followers? Does it matter if your wedding doesn't measure up on social media? If someone on Instagram has a nicer wedding than yours? I think those are good questions to sort of help check yourself. If you do find you're doing a lot of things for like, oh, I got to get this, you know, this will be a really good shot on Instagram or, you know, I can't wait to post this. Um, and I, I'm having a hard time with this rant because I am, I am a person who posts on social media and I do like to take those pretty pictures and I enjoy sharing, you know, the pretty aspects of my life because I am a human <laughs> in 2021. Um, but I, th I think there's a point where it does go too far when you start to create a wedding that's for social media, unless you're an influencer who is getting paid to do this, then, you know, if you're just a regular person who does not need to, um, you know, you're not waiting for a paycheck from Instagram. Um, I think you're okay to just focus more on the day 
and your own feelings and not what your audience is going to think. And so often when you ask couples, you know, oh my God, what was the best part of your day? It's a part of the day that that couldn't be shared on social media, right? Like they'll say, oh, it was, you know, when we were reading our vows and I looked out into the, the crowd, you know, the, the guests and I made eye contact with my mom and she was crying or, oh, it was the dance party. Like just, you know, being on the dance floor with all my best friends and in the last half hour. And it's these beautiful moments that are like, oh, it wasn't the table settings. It wasn't the dress. It wasn't the way, you know, the robes photographed when we were all getting ready. It's, it's like the feelings, right? Like the actual experience. It's not these picture perfect moments. All right getting off, getting off that soapbox, enough ranting about social media. So that was it. Those were the six ways to stop the wedding comparison game. If anyone is um, keeping track, I recorded that whole thing in one go. Usually I have to stop and take a breath at some point and you'll hear um, a few different segments to a podcast. I almost never re-record or edit anything, which again, if you are 80 or so episodes deep, you probably know that. Um, but pretty proud of myself for getting through this whole, whatever it is, half hour podcast um, with uh, with not much of a breath. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you um, stop playing the wedding comparison game, even though I know it is so tough to get out of, uh, myself included. And I hope you have an amazing time wedding planning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.